0: Welcome
1: back to Talkin' Baseball. We asked you guys for some help today and we think you're giving it to us. It's a voicemail app, let's do it. what's going on everybody welcome back to talking baseball my name is jimmy sitting next to me is jake we're actually sharing headphones right now six feet apart that was a lie and trevor is in california 23 year old big baby david in the corner producing trev how are you doing
2: i'm doing excellent i i feel bad because i forgot to give uh old bbd a birthday shout yesterday so i'm gonna do it now happy belated bbd you big stud
0: thank you very much
3: trevor
1: you're welcome yeah. i'm doing
2: great though we played some tennis this morning so i got my uh, athletic endeavor in it's really hot but uh things are good
1: who'd you play against olivia
2: my wife she's um
1: pretty legit like she played tennis she in high school me. yeah Katie played tennis in high school. We're pretty equal on the court. I think if I could. It's a little
2: frustrating sometimes for me because I'm supposed to be like an athlete and whatnot. And it's slowly but surely I'm getting better. But she's got like the form and stuff down. So Mm. I get frustrated with it.
1: Yeah. If I didn't lose my breath after two serves, I think I'd
0: be able to keep up better. It's cardio. Jake, how are you doing? It's cardio. Uh... Look good, play good I'm doing doing well uh, Despite Jeff Passons Best efforts to bring me down mm. um, You seen that yet, Trev? I'm going right now I am a strong, confident male And I don't have to answer to his BS Yeah Wow. So, and you are sitting in your power pose again. I've got my current power pose with the bat bocked against bat, my back. I think it's good. I feel like I've seen the Instagram spines where you put something back there and it makes you arch more, so maybe that's what it is, but yeah.
2: I'm doing I it. mean I just read his comment.
0: And thoughts?
2: I'll find it for you. Can, can you, you read it?
1: Can you read it to the people for those who haven't read it?
2: Well <clears throat> Jake posted a provocative video on his Twitter. Thank uh you. Wearing a belly shirt. I think you look great. Yeah. Um, I know it. Jim, you, you called Jeff out with a tweet. You said, can't wait to see when Jeff has to dress up for Jake's story alley day. Mm. And then Jeffrey came back with some heat. Hot. Hot. He said, replying to you, I'm not in the business of gaining 20 pounds and shrinking four inches.
1: Yeah. 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 Well... It was quick. That's not it was nice. quick. It was hot. It was fast.
2: We came in hot. There's no so. way he's four inches taller than you either. I've no. seen you guys. No, no, no.
0: Back uh, to back. Inch and a half. It's probably thirty pounds if we're being honest. I, I think he's Jeff, pretty small. I think Jeff underestimates. What do you got yeah. passing that one fifty?
1: Run buck fifty.
0: Yeah. Five it's, eight and a it's half. Snap him in 50. half like a little twig. Oh, I, I mean, I'd give would, him five
1: nine one fifty.
0: Jeff knows I would drop him like a bad habit. He does not want any of this. Um, Low man wins. He, he DM'd afterwards and he said some kind words, which I, I don't feel like I have to share. Um, but, you know, it's theme of this week real friends stab you in the front. And Jeff's a friend. So, is what it is. Yeah. All right. So. I don't love it. I love you and you and Jeff are still figuring things out and I get it. You guys had your kind of your standoff and then you had a really good point, which I think we do need to bring to his attention. The next time we cross paths that, you know, there was only what? Three official offers. yet We got reports of about five or six Mm -hmm. and that's what, you know, people were being critical to you about. So I, uh, I just feel like, Big buddy cop vibe sometimes for me and Trevor. You know, you got the, the handsome, slick talking athlete, and then you got Trevor doing his games and mm-hmm. high well. all the time and yeah. catching lizards. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. It makes me pretty jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I have all a right. Sweet hat on today. So Things are going good hat. for
2: me.
1: So when we started talking baseball, Jake and I last season would open up every series recap, and we probably will as soon as this season starts again. I think we've told you this, Trev, before. Open up every show to basically let you know that you know your favorite team better than we know your ta- favorite yeah. team. There's not a secret. A lot of uh, a lot of baseball, Sunday night baseball, Wednesday night yeah. baseball, Fox. They don't like to admit that. We don't care. Yeah. So we asked everyone. Call in, let us know what position battle, what storyline, what's going on with your favorite team that maybe we don't know about. Something interesting that's not on our radar. We got a good amount of calls here. I'm excited to learn, find out, and then give really quick takes on uh, what I think of the situation that I'm just learning about. So excited. You guys excited? Beauty.
2: I think admitting that you're not all knowing is a step that a lot of people in this country need to take. Isn't it
1: nuts? The smartest thing you can do is admit you're dumb. Isn't it nuts? I agree with that. I mean,
2: maybe not that bluntly, but yeah.
1: Shakespeare said it a little different. You want me to quote Shakespeare for you?
2: I don't like Shakespeare either.
1: No. Okay. okay. No quoting then. Cool. He uses the word doth in it though. Do you like that word? D o t h.
2: Yeah. Isn't me neither. Doth.
1: Well, it depends how you say it. I have, uh, you know, an Boy. Eastern accent.
2: You know, it's kind of Jeez. along those lines, I started watching The Patriot last night.
1: The movie with, with Mel Gibson?
2: Yeah. Love gets it. me every time, man.
1: It's a great movie. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, when his son gets shot Spoiler. in the beginning. Teaser. Thomas.
1: Yeah. 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 Ephraim from uh, Everwood.
2: The guy who plays, like, the mean general. I mm-hmm. forget his name in the movie. But
1: I think it's Sergeant goodness. Dickface.
2: What a what a villain!
1: Yeah, the Green Dragons, the Green ja- Dra- Dragoons. Dragoons, which was yeah. uh, Jake's uh, intramural team name yeah. in college a lot. You know, just we were- uh, honoring people that burned down innocent families. That's what Jake did in college.
0: I mean literally yeah. a group of virgins picking out an intramural team name and we just landed at the Dragoons and we rolled with it for four was years. Was that so. after
2: watching the movie or this no. was like a,
0: Okay. I think someone said dragons and then someone said dragoons just to be like dumb and we were like, let's go. So S- sounds like your life. Sounds like how life happens. <laughs> someone says something dumber and we roll. <laughs> and yep. action.
1: All right, here we go. First voicemail.
3: Storyline for the Philadelphia Phillies. Will be center field. Um Roman Quinn, Adam Hainsley, um, and potentially also Scott Kingry getting some outfield stuff. Um, also, I think that could be a really interesting battle. Roman's got that traditional speed, not a great bat. Hainsley, little, less of the speed, a little bit better of a bat. Kingry probably offers you the best, but is more of a second baseman. Have a nice
1: day. All right, Phillies, Trev, an old uh, old party town of yours. Center field battle in Philly. Adam, uh, how do you say it? Hassley, Hassley, Hasley? Hassley,
2: Hasley. Hasley, yeah. Hassley, Yeah, I know all three of those guys, and I think what who was the caller there? What was his name?
1: Uh, Phillies center field battle, I think, is his given name. Okay,
2: well, he he hit it right on the head. I mean, he described it perfectly. I mean, you have a guy like Roman Quinn. Um, who is kind of the prototypical center fielder. He's a switch hitter, um, can go get the ball out in the outfield. Uh, pretty good player. Uh, I think he sets up more of as a late-inning bench guy. Um, Hazley is kind of a bat-first guy. He can play a little bit of center field as well, uh, probably not as good as Roman Quinn can. Um, and then, then you have uh, Scotty Kinger who's kind of – I don't know how you want to describe him. He's he can kind I of do. do it all on the diamond, very um, versatile. I think he's got the most upside of anybody, but they really like Hazley. They really yeah. do. They like his bat and the way and the way he gives it bats. So, you know, it could be different under Girardi and what they're looking for. But um, I think that's a Scotty Kingery position until something
0: happens. I, I was going to ask you about Hazley because. When we've been doing our Phillies love, whether the Neil Walker interview or the Reese Hoskins, we've talked about that lineup. And Hazley has been kind of penciled into the nine hole. And, you know, he's a former first round pick. Again, this is where you know your team better than I do because I, I didn't watch a single Adam Hazley at bat last year. But he put up a nice little war in 67 games. He was like a two war player. And, you know, he hit 266, 324 on base. Not impressive, but. For your rookie year, you know, we've seen a, a lot of guys do a lot worse. So I I was wondering where he was at. And I actually love the idea of Kinger going out there because that opens up second base for our guy, Neil Walker, who, again, like, Neil... Pro's pro. He's a pro, but he's also a guy that, like, he could carry your lineup for a week or two. When he gets hot, it's, like, legit hot. So um, I don't know enough about Quinn... Uh, apparently, you're you're making it sound like he's the best defensive option, so that would be the the card to play there. So
1: Kinger started 57 games in center field last year. Now, if Quinn, and how do you pronounce it? Is it Hazley or Hat?
2: <laughs> That's I, the whole debate. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. I feel bad because I played with the guy. I should
1: probably. Well, know. you know, Adam, Adam, he played 67 games last year. Pretty. I didn't know about this battle at all. So this is exciting to learn about it. If they're looking at spring training numbers, like, who, like if it was a spring competition at all, um, Hazley or Hasley had an awful spring. He was working like, on things. It was only eight games. But Roman Quinn in his games had a phenomenal spring in his eight games. So, I don't know. That doesn't mean anything probably, but interesting. I'm just going to take a, take a note. I like what you said, Jake. Uh, if Kinger goes out there, it opens up more spots. Like would you rather Kinger and Walker when Walker's hot? Or is this a developmental year? Like who's
0: is is Hazley at the long game? It feels like you give Hazley the first shot at it, the lefty bat, you bench him against other lefties, sure. But you know, he's a first round pick and he had an okay rookie year. It feels like roll him out there. And I think Kinger is kind of there, you know, part of the reason they gave him the contract early is that he can move around. So you know, if, if Kinger needs to play center, if he needs to play second, I think he can play a little third. I think he shortstop in a pinch. So I I think Kinger's kind of their utility knife. They want to get him the at-bats because he's, you know, he was a big prospect for them. So I don't uh, know anything,
1: like I said. Sure. Looking at Quinn's game logs, it was drafted in 2011 Cracked the MLB in 2016, 15 games, goes back to Triple A. goes back to rookie ball, goes back to MLB and in 18 and 19. It seems like he's not a prospect to them anymore, the way they've been going up and down. Who's that? I'm Quinn. Sorry, I was,
2: yeah, you know, thinking about the entire situation, they want Scotty to play. Yeah. yeah. So kind of like wherever he plays. If he plays second base, then, yeah, it opens up um, that – Outfield spots, uh, but Hazy and it is Hazy. I just checked for us. Um, like I said, they just really they like his bat, so I think all three of these guys are gonna get playing time. With the majority majority of it going to Hazley and Kingery, and then Quinn kind of mixing in there because he is a switch hitter. He'll be able to you know maximize the platoon splits. It's 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 a good battle, and I think that um, ultimately it just depends on if they feel like they have someone that could. With the bat could play second base, you know because they still have uh they still have Segura there don't they
0: so right now they have Segura penciled at third which Neil can also play and Kinger um and right now they have Josh Harrison too who can play second base third base yeah. so they've got these veteran bats which uh, at the same time the almost makes me that makes me nervous for hazley. Because, I mean, if you've got Josh Harrison or Neil Walker playing good baseball, I mean, with, roll those dudes out there. With
1: Joe Girardi, a 60 game season, and now a DH, the guys who are versatile, 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 versatile will probably get a longer leash and more looks than a guy who, hey, if he's hitting, he's only playing one position. That guy's going to have to light it up in the batter's box to stick. There's a take. Boom. I
2: almost, now that I'm really, really thinking about it, with some of the guys they have in the corners we might see defensive switch roman come in and play because that's he's done that before you know when you need to shut the game down you have your you know ninth inning squad out there they'll send Mm -hmm. roman out there because he can go get it
0: and especially a lot of veterans too so maybe a little pinch run and then go into the field i like that
2: yeah, if Kutch is in the outfield and you know they're up by three runs in the ninth, two runs in the ninth, you're going to see Roman go in there. So I think Roman probably like is going to that. start on the bench, and then yeah, if Hazley can find his way in the lineup, he'll 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 get some starts out there.
1: Cool. So Phillies fans, tell us how wrong good or right we were. He's a really right. good hitter. We're going to the Braves now.
3: What's up, guys? I'm a Braves fan in Virginia. Everywhere around me, I see nothing but Nash fans. And I think that the Braves somehow, some way, are underrated. Maybe this is just me because I'm a Braves fan, but I don't think Soroka and Freed are talked about enough. The fact that they are up-and-coming aces does not get talked about as much as Braves fans do. Am I crazy, or are they just completely underrated? And what are their chances in the NL East? Thanks
1: guys. Bye. Now I'd have to go relook at Freed's numbers. Uh, I know that he's a friend of yours, a friend of the program. we had him on the show, uh, I like Freed a lot. I don't. I don't know his numbers. Soroka does not get talked about enough. That's a fact. I agree with that. That dude was. He's 22 years old, and he was awesome last year,
0: like ridiculous, like really very
1: cool. very good. And he's two, 22. two something, right?
2: He was a two something.
1: Yeah. He's 22 he a, he years a, old. He had a 2.69 ERA. He's wow. 20. He was 21 last year. Yeah, he turned 22 half of the year. I don't know when his birthday was. I mean, he's All Star. Cy Young votes. Rookie of the Year votes. Finished second. And I and I do think that's not a household name in the way, like Jack Flaherty. Soroka should kind of be in the same wavelength uh, as Jack Flaherty.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got to do it again. Ja- yeah, Jack, Jackson. Jack's like Jack's the same thing. He's more, a, maybe a but. little bit longer,
0: but yeah, I agree with that. Last season, at least, but were I, I, both think, young I think dealing I think the point is, like you know, in theory, this guy's the ace of the Braves, yes. and the Braves are you know a well-known baseball team, one of the best teams in baseball. Like Mike Soroka should be more well-known.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I knew he had a good year, and um, I mean, just looking at the numbers now, he crushed it, and I love how young it? he is. Um, and in and, and with Max, you know, I think he had settled in right at a four year A last year. Uh, One seventeen games, uh, which I know people don't love that stat anymore, but still pretty impressive and he's kind of coming into his own <clears throat> I've known Max for a long time, and he's a guy that needs to feel comfortable and I think he's getting to that point now he like he's a big leaguer, and you have to get over that hump of like i'm am I a real big leaguer or am I just here for a little bit? Last year was his time to establish himself, and he did it. So now that he's settled in, that's when you see guys take off. I mean, he's 26, turning 27 this year, I believe. Um, this is a year, like, where he could make that huge leap. And if he does, yeah, the Braves are – it's a great one-two punch for them to have.
1: Yeah. And Fried's numbers – well, last year he had a four ERA. So yeah, right he's from. good. Yeah. Um, Soroka is also cool because he's not a flamethrower. Like – he doesn't even throw his four-seam fastball as his number one pitch. You throw He's like the sinker-slider, uh, you know, two-seam-slider mix. I think he hits like 92 miles per hour. Well, you, know, you think 22-year-old 2.6 ERA, right. you're not thinking crafty. You're thinking Walker Bueller, Jack Flaherty yeah. sure. pitch mix. So I, I will
2: cool. be honest. I, I'd, I'd have to go watch some of his pitch mix and kind of see what he's doing. That leaves him open to maybe a little bit of regression. If he's not spot on and he doesn't have the velo, then and there's also now a book out on him. So it's going to be this, both these guys. No, no, it is, is it. Is, but he year.
1: was really good at inducing uh, soft contact. He yes. was you know top tier exit exit velocity and missing barrels. He was top tier. But yeah, he was, according to baseball savant.
0: And i I'd, I'd let the Braves fan correct me if they want, but. I, I think I feel like they had a little bit of the kitty gloves on freed last year he only had two start three starts with a hundred pitches and that's 101 101 100 so and it makes sense I mean he's a young dude and he's a young lefty um and I wonder if he because we met him briefly and you you're, you're kind of right like he's you know uh, seemingly quiet not mm. I mean a little hot boy I'll give him that but you know he's hes you're right. Like I could see him needing to be a little more comfortable than what you'd expect, but I'm interested to see how much leash they give him this year. If they give him a couple one tens, like they you're dealing, you. You know? this is
2: he's twenty. This is his twenty-six year old season in a shortened like, season. Like go. let him rip. Yeah,
0: You I think like Soroka
1: that. doesn't get talked about because he's not American.
0: Yeah, ooh, Canuck. Yeah, wow.
1: Uh, and then he also said, like, what do we
0: do? We like the Braves odds. We do. Yeah, of course they're good. I I think the thing that gets me is like the East is so good, and baseball is such a coin flip. But I've I've heard quotes from executives that are like, if the Braves don't win it in the next five years, it's a massive failure. And it's like I don't know. Like they, I think that's just because they on. locked
1: up all these guys right. when
0: they didn't have to. Albie's and Roro, yeah,
1: yeah. But they gave
2: them. They didn't give crazy contracts to these guys. No,
1: that's what. Pe- that's
0: why people are saying 7 that. 8 like,
2: years 100 million dollars for Ronald Acuña he doesn't have to be Ronald Acuña for them to get the value like if he's yeah. Ronald Acuña like we know they scored on that and i deal. think
0: that's that's what people are saying with albies and acuña and the young pitchers like they should be able to add the pieces around that financially to to do stuff so yeah
1: dude the the east i haven't really looked at an east schedule yet mm. uh, nle schedule it's tough. I mean, they open up. If the Mets are good, which I'm kind of having doubts on the rotation with Syndergaard out now, but they're going to see DeGrom twice in their first week, maybe? Yeah, they're going to yeah, see DeGrom twice. I just tw-
2: read that about the Braves. They're, they're facing some studs up front.
1: Yeah, and the Rays. So, like, they open up three against the Mets, four against the Rays, four against the Mets. So they're getting a heavy dose of pitching right out the gate. They said something like they're
2: going to face 11 aces in the first two weeks or something like that. Yeah, that's a tough, tough
1: opening. And then, you know, it's all Phillies. It's all – they got the Nationals. They, I mean, they have a chunk where they play the Nationals seven times in ten games in ten days. So they have some stretches where it's like don't slump then because you will be screwed. Um but I do, I do think they're better than all those teams on paper. Maybe they not do. the Nats, but maybe. They're right in there. So, I don't know. That's going to be fun to watch. All right, another Braves one right afterwards.
0: For my Braves, a lot of people know about the third base battle between young, thick Austin Riley and Johan Camargo. Whether or not Ozuna can fill Donaldson's shoes is a big story also. However, one storyline you may not know is with Sean Newcomb. Since debuting, he's been inconsistent as a starter, and when the Braves needed help in the pen last year, he shoved. He has said he wants to be a starting pitcher, and the Braves are going to give him a shot this year, but with all the young pitching they have, his future is very much up in the air. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this.
1: So last time we checked in when we were at Braves camp, it was like, you know, with um, Hamels out, Newcomb had locked up that fourth spot, and then Felix was probably getting the fifth. So now Hamels is healthy, I believe. Felix has opted out. Newcomb's the fifth, right? that where we're going into Newcomb, campus? Newcomb, uh,
0: Fangraphs has Kyle Kyle Wright penned in. Um, not super familiar with him, but he's a young blood, former first-round pick, so they've got more help on the way it looks like. Um, and that's how you build a good team, folks. Uh, what, what what, Newcomb might have working against him, he had a really nice 2018, you know, 30 starts, 3-9 ERA. Uh, 2019, he got kicked to the pen most of the season, and he was good. 316 ERA, a 144 ERA Plus, and the Braves Need help down there, so uh, I don't know, I I like Him, if you can have a young You know, if you, how old is he 27, uh, University Of Hartford, Jim, you are One of your brethren Um, Still paying that place a ton of money Sean Newcomb has a lot more value As uh, left-handed starting pitching But for what the Braves are trying to do Like they might be they could be they could be quick to kick him back into the bullpen there if is they a, need it.
1: There is a recipe of pitchers, young pitchers who are faltering as a starter, go to the pen and learn how to like dial it up, learn how to attack the zone more. That's usually what you hear. Uh who else, Severino did it with the Yankees. Um someone else did it before Severino. Herman. Herman did it after Severino. There was someone else that did it before, I forget who it was. Um, where they, they say, yeah, I learned to attack the zone more. Joe you know? Chamberlain? No, nah, they messed him up. But uh, Phil Hughes. But yeah, I don't know much about Newcomb. You got anything on Newcomb, Trev?
2: I, I mean, I don't want to speak a lot on him because I, I haven't seen a pitch a ton. Um But in my experience, I mean they want guys to be starters. If they have if he has starter potential and they can see him in that role, like he's gonna get some starts then. As, as important as bullpens have become, you still need to have the horses. So it just kind of depends, especially early on the season. He's probably going to get some starts, I'd assume, as guys aren't going as long. Um, I mean, what I'm looking at here is Soroka, Folty, Freed, Hamels, and him.
0: What's the deal with Folti? Did you ever face him or anything? Because he's got the lights out. I mean, his 2018 all-star eighth in the Cy Young, and then everything else around that is kind of eh.
2: I I did face him I believe I'd have to I think I remember facing him but you know sometimes that happens you know it's it's a it's a league of adjustments and if guys make an adjustment on you or kind of pick up something that you're not doing as well as you should be uh then you got to figure it out but uh I mean he's got the stuff you know so the, I think what we're seeing here is there's a lot of uncertainty in the Rays in the Braves rotation
0: Good um, uncertainty, though. It's like, good. <laughs> like ideal uncertainty, <laughs> but uncertainty.
2: But I think this is a team that's going to rely on a lot on their, their offense as well.
1: What's that? Uh,
2: said so this uh, is a team that's going to rely it, on, on it that offense well. for them to carry oh, that as well. Oh, what
0: do you got, BBD? Trevor, you were three for four with a double of Foldy. Wow. I mean, well, guys. Trev. What do you say, right-handed white dude? Something like right, that? Right-righty, yeah. Uh, He's got a little more cheese than that. You guys are nice. surprised. Faulty like, has a well
1: lot to – I mean, like, I was a pretty
2: good baseball player at one point, guys.
1: <laughs> we weren't surprised. We were happy for you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Fulty got blowed up, right? Is he sitting yeah. on that terrible outing still the last game? Well, he had the hero
0: game before that. Yeah, but so then I, I remember the last that.
1: shot of Faulty is him standing on the steps mm. – Looking out, being like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. So I wonder if that's in his brain and he's just
0: dying to get back out there. Job, Jack Flaherty.
1: Good job, Jack Flaherty. All right, next uh, voicemail. Moving to the Nats, staying in the East. Wow.
0: East Coast pod. Baseball's back. All right.
3: You hear from Arlington, Virginia, put it on the map. I'm talking about the Nationals and. the hole we have at third base, and I don't think Carter is, uh, Kibum is is going to be anywhere good enough um, to fill that hole we have there. I think Afi Krabs and Castro will probably uh, get, get some looks there. And I think Juan Soto is going to hit two home runs off of Cole, maybe one off of Cole, one off another pitcher. But he'll get to that game opening day. Wow. Uh, sorry about the blunder call. It was pretty embarrassing. Bye. Love you guys.
1: Okay, he left two and we didn't hear the other one yet. We won't hear, we won't hear, hear the, the other, other one. It was pretty okay. embarrassing. Was do you confirm that it was embarrassing, BBD?
0: Same number called
1: in twice. Okay. Okay, okay. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> that's how we operate here. <laughs> uh who did he say was gonna home off call?
0: Soto's gonna get him twice.
1: Oh, that's fair. Or he'll
0: get two. One off a of call.
1: Okay. Sure. Uh, that was, uh, I couldn't, it was hard for me to hear. So if anyone can just do a quick paraphrasing of what he said.
0: Nationals third base. They're What's trying to replace yeah. Rendon. Um, they've got the top prospect, Carter Keyboom. Boom, boom. Um, Max back guy. I, I think Boom, boom can hit. I think the rumor is his defense is behind that. And, you know, they've got a bunch of old dudes that can kind of play third base between Kendrick, uh, Estruval Cabrera, uh, Starlin Castro.
2: Dude, they rode Cabrera last postseason
0: dude Cabrera look at Cabrera and Howie Kendrick's numbers on the Nats they were <laughs> like MVP level type stuff um and they had they had the old guy thing going last year that they said like they would raise their hands for days off and be like I'm tired and teams don't normally do that so hey skip I don't uh, know pretty tired coach I'm old
2: <laughs> I'd, I'd say they probably give Carter a chance to stick there
1: why is everyone down on him? So, uh, uh, Carter Keyboom, every time I hear his name thrown out there or see it thrown out there in an article, it's like, well, Carter Keyboom is being groomed to take over the third baseman's role, but, and then there's doubts. Like, every time it's not, like, gung-ho excitement. It's, like, a reluctance to pass him to third base out. That's the vi- I don't know the situation. That's the vibe I get from it from every time I hear it read about. What's the downside? Is he just not ready in a sense? I I think he, to my knowledge,
2: he came up in the minor leagues as a shortstop. We could look up those game logs. But, you know, going over and trying to learn their base, from my experience, I mean, I went through the same damn thing. It's not an easy thing to do, especially if you're getting put there at the major league level and having to learn on the fly. So if it was defensively, that's such an easy fix. If this guy spent his entire offseason and both spring trainings working at it, like, as a shortstop, you're gonna make defensive strides over there. So if that's what they're worried about, I, I think that that's probably gonna be. Well, a thing I in just the past.
1: yeah, and I just found my answer, Trev. He has only started nine games at third base. Yeah. In all of the minor leagues and everything that was last year, so it's a very recent, very new. He'll, throw him he'll, over he'll figure third. it. out. I get it now. I get, get
2: it. Get his ass but out they, there. Hit him a million ground balls. Make him comfortable. It's a they different like his position. Bat?
0: And I I keep flip-flopping on rookies this year because there's this... They crushed Fresno last year. If you're going to use a rookie, like, go. Like, a Yankees and Clark Schmidt, sorry to bring it back to the Yankees, but I think that they're going to use him at some point this year, whether it's injuries or not. So if you're going to use him, like, might as well go. Might as well go in the 60 games. Because, um, you know, we don't have a full season to to get the rookies ready. So if someone, if you might need... Someone like that in a playoff run, get him out there now so you can find out. And uh, Carter Keboom, yeah, that's that's the only part that's also scary because, say, if he does need to learn third base, like, Nat fans are going to (laughs) be with a short rope.
2: Yeah, I could see that. You know, and then we look at service time, okay? He he played 11 games last year. Um, Well, that just
1: means he's going to miss seven this year.
2: Yeah, whatever it is, each game is worth, what what do we say, 2.7 games? Something like that. So does that mean he only has to miss like three then?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: Plus the eleven games, so he might. I mean, that's might be what they do. Yeah. Say hey, you're, you're not. <laughs> Defensively, you're not ready yet. Uh, we've seen that excuse before. But I think a guy like this, who they are counting on to come in and fill a role with their organization, probably going to get some chances this year. A lot. And they have do the veteran you- depth to back him up.
1: Do you Something I ran into, Trev, is um, if you can play defense, uh, how do I word this? If you can mm-hmm. play defense, but you can't hit, I'm out. I don't even okay. care about it. I'm out. Next voicemail. Okay. Also, that guy who loved that voicemail is a Nats fan, seems
0: like it, but listens to Talking Yanks because he dropped some Talking Yanks lingo in there and put it on the map. It's also, final note on Keyboom. it's the taste he left in their mouth. He played... He had 39 at-bats last year, and he hit 128. So that just feeds into the haters. Yeah, but yeah, that's it, really
1: tough for him because they're throwing him at a brand right, new – Like but they're just putting him in a blender. Remember, yeah. when,
0: remember when guys yelled for Andujar because he had one game. Oh, yeah. So remember what they the, said about Mike Trout after
2: 2011? Trade him for Ploof. He had a horrible 2011. Now he's the literally the Great. greatest player to ever play yeah. the game. So
1: Next. That's fun.
3: Hey, guys. Big Ace fan here. And I think the most underrated storyline of the season is how good this A's rotation can be. I mean, Frankie Montas was really on the short list to start the All-Star Game before getting popped last year. Sean Mania had a great 2018 and was en route to even better 2019 before the Wild Card Game. Asus Lazardo, if you watch that Wild Card Game, you already know how good he can be. And then AJ Puck is just as good and just as useful. And if that makes Mike Fires your five, I think you're sitting really pretty. Let me know what you guys think.
1: All right, you got a fire. This is where maybe the talking baseball fans don't know this about me yet. Trev, I don't know if you don't know this about me, but I'm not going to ride the hype of prospects. Like, throwing, like, a lot of faith in Puck and Lazardo right now to me is crazy. Like, not saying these guys won't become great starting pitchers, but going into the 2020 season and saying these guys are going to be, like, locked down three or even four Arms in the rotation and they help solidify it. You can't do that. You really can't. I, in my opinion, you can't do that. You have no idea what you're actually getting. I'm not trying to knock them. I'm just saying, like, as a fan base, to be like, we got Lazardo, He's going to be a stud. You have no idea. You have zero idea.
2: I I mean I agree with that. I think that I think he said this could be a really good rotation. And mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about, and I agree with that statement. You know, I, I've seen a lot of these guys throw. I think with. A guy like Puck, he's got a different skill set.
1: He cut his and hair, though, so we're all upset about that. Yeah, that's mm. tough.
2: He's six seven, can throw the ball a ton. He's kind of a guy you're like, okay, like if he can just be around the zone, he's probably going to be effective because you just don't see guys like that that often, especially from the left-hand side. So uh, Then, yeah, a guy like Jesus Lazardo, he's been a top prospect for a long time, came up, had some success. So I think these aren't just kind of like – maybe it's maybe no these they're, they're bit... highly
1: touted like i, I yeah. even think this about highly touted guys like we just said i agree with that mike trout had a bad rookie debut first 60 games or whatever you know what i mean just, they're not established so you
2: can't i, think, act I mean like i really don't think the, in any of the staff is established besides uh oh mike over there because well, and that's
0: that's the funny part that's the jakey baseball joke i had lined up is like yeah fires could be your five he could also be your one and uh not like technically he's penciled in as the one right now. I mean, even Manaya, who I like a lot, doesn't have a lot of the advanced metrics numbers that you want to see from a guy. But I think that dude can just pitch. I I don't think that's a problem. But yeah, I mean, if someone like AJ Puck, you know, for some reason loses the zone in his first two starts, like you just lost a guy. <laughs> like he's he's going into the pen to figure it out because it's just shortened season. But at the same time, people aren't talking about the A's enough. They're a really good team. Defense hitting really good. And if these guys can be like plus arms,
1: if they can break out, then you have a very scary scary thing. You got us? Seems like Trev lost our audio real quick. All right. Okay. Hey, uh, Trev Petra. it was just it was just you and the patrons. All right. So we were talking about the A's and how the rotation has a lot of potential, but you can't write it in chalk yet and be like it's a solid 1 through 5.
2: I mean, yeah, we're not talking like they got the three horsemen there,
1: but they could, they could, you know, that's, that's kind of like the
2: thing with the younger guys, they got to do it. And everyone's like, Oh, they got to do it before, you know, before you give them any credit. It's like, well, you know, this might be the year they do it.
1: Yeah. And I I mean, they're getting more, they're getting this conversation for a reason because they're highly touted prospects and they have the potential to do it. I'm just the cynic in me is still like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, the A's, watch out for that starting 5. Yet. Let me give you an
2: example of what I'm talking about here. Please. I was 16 years old and I mm. was looking to earn some extra dough because I wanted to, you know, go to in and out on a Saturday night if I wanted to. So, I went to the mall and I applied at Mrs. Fields Cookies for a job. Yep. That and a skate like some skate shop that was there. Uh, Mrs. Fields turned me down and said, we need someone with experience. And it's like, dude, how am I supposed to get experience if I can't, you don't like let me work at it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like what we're talking about with these pitchers. It's like, yeah, you need experience. We need to see you do it a few times. Well, it's like, let him pitch. Yeah.
1: Let him go go eat. But uh, then we'll get excited. All right. Next question.
3: Um, um, So I'm Mike. Um I think an underrated storyline you guys should look out for is um, Big Baby David's tweets. Um, very underrated, flying under the radar. Trevor Bluth gives him the acknowledgement that he deserves. But I don't think he gets the recognition that he really should. Um He's not verified. Oh. I think we should uh, start a hashtag, get Big Baby David or BBD verified. It's only right Yankees Twitter deserves it.
1: Thank you, Mike, uh, BBD's younger brother, Thank for you. calling in and participating. Was that a birthday uh,
2: present? I really don't know who that was, <laughs> but it made me laugh a lot. BBD, a how about that shout-out, though?
0: Wow. Yeah, taste nice. Pro-taster pod. Yep. Hey, guys. Um, I'm so jealous hey guys, of your fucking back, from
3: back there. from Huddersfield uh, in is he? England here. Um, I have the misfortune of being a fan of the Houston Astros. Um, as far as underrated storylines go, one thing I think people aren't talking about enough is the fact that George Springer is a free agent at the end of the season, meaning that he has just 60 games to prove that he can still hit without knowing what pitch is coming. Um, this is a guy who put up kind of MVP-level numbers last year over 162 games. He was injured for quite a lot of the season. Um, but you question how well he can prove himself over 60 games in what is going to be kind of a dampened free agent market. Um, so we'd
1: love to hear you guys' opinions on that. Uh, cheers. Was that a du- another... Was that I missed the beginning because the earphone... He's had an out. English it man. It wasn't Joey Mellows? No. Okay, just another English baseball fan. Welcome. Thank you very much for calling. They're coming. Uh, London game's working. Very interesting storyline. Yeah. Does his... Do they try... Do they try to trade him? Probably not because they're going to be in it and they're going to yeah. be trying to win and they're a good team. But... Is that a factor for free agency, Trev? Like, our team's going to be looking and, like, well, let's see what he does when he doesn't know it's coming. Now, he hasn't – see, I don't think he's always 100% knowing it's coming. Every, I don't know, though, maybe. They were doing it a lot.
2: Yeah, I look, I, I think every, everybody is going to be paying attention to how the Astros do this year. You know, that's not something that's gonna, that people have forgotten about. You know, although this is going to be an easier year than the Astros could have ever imagined back in February. Uh, people are still going to be remembering the storyline. People are still going to be talking about it. It's going to be in their minds. So, yeah, I think it's important to see how these guys respond to it. Um, but, yeah, George is a hell of a ball player. He was one of my favorite players in the league. Now I can't have him be one of my favorite players because of the whole scandal. Um, but if he comes out this year and bangs – He's gonna have a spot in free agency. It's not gonna be what it was. We all know that the owners are not gonna open the wallets up like, maybe they would have pre-COVID. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he lands. I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he landed back with Houston. Uh, but again, this is his age 30 season, so.
1: Dude, unless he wants out of that constant, constantness Hate. of the deal of dealing Hell, with lady. it. You know, maybe he just wants like you know, oh shit, their fans are gonna be back next year. I'll get out before that happens. He also,
0: I think, you know, like a lot of free agents, he will take the biggest contract offered. Yeah, so, he's
1: thirty. So I wonder what it would be. Gosh, you uh,
0: know
2: what? Like, yeah, he's this is, this is his age thirty season, but he's almost thirty one. Like he's and, turning thirty one right at the end of this season.
0: And you know, he's been playing center, and you know that how it normally plays out is you kick to left or right for a couple years, and I'm. You know, there's there's no reason to not believe George can't do that. He was on a nasty pace last year. He had 39 yes. homers in 122 games. Uh, he was on pace for 50-plus. Uh, so, hey, back to our betting pod. If, if any of you want a real deep cut, George Springer, I tweeted out facetiously on, on like- January 18th, the day after my sister's birthday, I said, no, it's a good way to replace losing some first and second round picks, flipping George Springer at the deadline when the A's and Rangers are ahead of you in the standings.
1: Ooh. Would I love
0: Would I love to retweet that if it's honest? Absolutely. Do I think it happens? No. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, George Springer, two of the past three years, has had an OPS plus that was above 140. Um, so, hey, and. You know, I, I don't know how his top speed is and how he's taking care of his body. If you could get two years at a center field and then another three at the corner, I mean, that's five years over $20 million per easy, I think.
2: Yeah, he's a stud. I think his body is just fine. He's a guy – he doesn't seem 30 to me or 31 to me. When I think about George Springer, I'm like, this guy's 26, 27, 28. But maybe that's just the way he plays. He does play emphatically – Kind of seems balls to the wall. I dig that. I, I do agree mm-hmm. that teams should be proactive and going out and getting guys like this, but I don't know about a five-year deal for him. Just you know that where age, he's from? man. People he's don't want you know to give it out. I do know where he's from. Did you ask me that?
1: Yeah, yeah, do you know? Of
2: course I do. Hard-hitting, baby. Hard-hitting, baby. New Britain. I'm pretty Connect sure he came cup. out to one of the games and while UConn. I was there.
1: Pride of Connecticut.
2: Yeah. Like I said, man, he's one of my favorite players. And twentieth on game. the
1: all-time Connecticut hit list. <laughs> Good for him. It's a long way to go. Huge, Jim O'Rourke in eighteen seventy-two. How's he
0: doing with homers? Was it Bagwell? Who's one
1: won? Mo Vaughn. Wow, love in a in a landslide. George Springer's the third most home runs by a player born in Connecticut. Come on, George. Yeah. I mean, that's Momo. that's
2: one storyline that, like, we kind of ha- don't talk about anymore because we're over it. But, like, just following the Astros this year, seeing what these guys do, because if any of them struggle, any one of them, it's going to be, like, pointing oh, the finger. We, we knew it. We knew you weren't that good, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yep. And it's, it's fair. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's fair. Uh, next. Hey,
3: guys. Uh, diehard Twins fan here. Big fan of the show. Big fan of you, Trevor. Uh, so I just want to say everyone loves the Josh Donaldson signing, obviously. But one thing I don't see a lot of national baseball news talking about is uh, the Twins have an absolute stud over at second base, Luis Arias. He came up mid-May last season, I think, and ended up taking over second base from Jonathan Scope in, like, July. He only played 90 games, but he hit almost, like, 340. And it was great on defense, too. I mean, him and Polanco up the middle, are you kidding me? So it looks like the Twins are going to have him around for a while. And I, I, that's all I have to say, but I can't leave without asking one more question. I just have to know. So I was born in 99. I, I've seen all of these beatings the Twins have taken from the Yankees in the playoffs, 2003, 2004, 2009, 2010, 2017, last year, 2019. I just have to ask from a Yankees fan perspective, do you guys get happy when you see that you get to play the Twins in the playoffs, or are you aware of just how sad this is? I just want to know exactly what you guys think of the Twins. Uh, thanks, guys.
1: Love the show. It's um, like I don't like it's not a rivalry, or I don't have any like hate towards the Twins. But it, it you you're putting me in a position to sound like a, a cocky uh, douchey Yankee fan. But yes, when I see the Twins in the playoffs, I'm like, okay, awesome. It's just it until it isn't the way it is. It is, and the Yankees
0: win easily. I'm I'm a big underdog guy. So, I always hold my breath for a second when the twins are coming in because th- just the law of averages. At Eventually, some, they're going to get At us. some point, it's going to happen. But I will say it's almost the quickest exhale. Like, there's usually just a moment when it's like, oh, yeah. Like, the, the Yanks got him again. So, I know the Day of Reckoning's coming, but not yet. And Trevor, that guy said a very important thing. He said the national people aren't talking about Luis Uriza Arise. Arise. But you know who is you and me, Daddy. Yeah, yes, we talk about him, him all the time. He
1: just made me realize we've been pronouncing it wrong.
0: It's uh rise, not rise. A rise. I can turn it a little bit. Yeah, a little it's flare. A, you
2: know. okay, I, minds. Oh my goodness! I just oh. hit my computer. Hey, watch wow.
1: out!
0: Be careful, Jeff. Uh, the guy he's
2: definitely sounds like hitter. he's from Minnesota, which is cool. Um, I recognize that dialect and the. He just sounds nice, right? He sounds like a nice guy.
1: Yeah, I liked him. He said but, he liked so, you, so.
2: Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Thank you for that. Uh yeah, we we mentioned him as a guy that's best fit to hit 400 this year. Everybody that I talked to um in the Twins organization is super high on this guy. Um, I don't want to I've heard the Rod Carew comparisons. That's mm. pump the brakes a little bit people. But he's got the hit tool. And if you can so hit, you're going to be a So is that gonna their be
0: name the cuz because
1: people give Rod Carew to Andujar, too. Is that the player whenever a guy just like just puts the ball in play, you just say, yeah, the next Rod Carew?
2: I think they Rod's been around him, and they do things similarly. You know, um, the way they approach at bats, he doesn't look like the 2020 MLB hitter that you think of. You know, he's kind of the guy that you were talking about maybe a couple of episodes ago, Jake. You're like, wouldn't it be cool in 10 years if there was just an influx of these guys who beat the shift, whatever, whatever. This guy's a professional hitter, uses the whole field, works the count. I think the biggest thing that you can see, and Juan Soto does this really well, uh, and that's why people love him, is his command of the strike zone. Yeah. So this guy's going to make you work all the time. Uh, I, and, and I think they have a good one here. They're very confident in him, and so am I. Uh, but the Rod crew thing, like that's, like I said, let's pump the brakes. Rod Carew is one of the best to ever do it. So yeah. he's definitely a guy that is going to be a force for them in their lineup. And, and it's it's a cool, like, you know, other side of the spectrum. They have a lot of bombers. Obviously, we know they broke the, the major league record last year. They're returning a lot of those guys, plus adding Josh Donaldson. And then they add a guy like Arise in there. So it's cool. I think they have a and- very balanced lineup. Um, the Yankees definitely have the Twins numbers. Uh, the Twins' number during the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. You guys should feel confident um, until something makes you not confident.
0: A couple things. Donaldson is kind of the perfect example of what I was talking about. For NL teams, you can improve your lineup, obviously, but you can improve your defense. Donaldson goes to third. Tell Big Miguel either play first or DH for the day. Like you're you're getting a couple wins there. And I've I've referenced this a couple times, but I just came up with a Jakey Butterknife stat that Ozuna was brought into the Braves to kind of replace Donaldson's bat in the lineup. Ozuna's got one really good year. Yeah. He but it's it's really his only standout, standout year. He hits the ball violently. Jim, you'll like this. He has only Ozuna only has one year with an OPS above eight hundred. Really? One year he mashed with the Marlins. Last year he was 800 on the nose. So that's a little bit of the butter knife. But it's it's still 800 on the nose. I mean, yeah. it, you know. Josh Donaldson Josh Donaldson has 4 seasons that start with a 9 OPS including an MVP. Like when he well, Yeah, they're not the same player whatsoever. When he's healthy, he's special and just kind of spinning it back to the Braves like I don't know if Ozuna gets off to kind of a slow start I mean, it's a different kind of ball player, and I think the Braves kind of, Braves fans are ignoring that.
2: I mean, they're they're looking at a glass half full. Like, you get a guy, you think oh, this is gonna, he's going to give his best effort this year. And maybe you surround him in the lineup the right way. Um, maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah, I mean, you're, comp- you're comparing him to Josh Donaldson. That's not really fair. Josh is one of the best right-handed hitters we've seen in the last decade, so...
1: I read uh, that book, Swing Kings, a lot about Josh and his hitting coach, and pretty interesting. Josh has that uh, big leg kick. He's part of the swing revolution. Yes. He's pretty vocal about it. It's cool. Uh, I I was digging up and doing a lot of mental math in my head, but I got it right. Mm. I have an arise number here that I want to throw the people's way. Boop, 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 boop. Trev, he played 92 games. How many games do you think he did not get a hit nor a walk out of the 92?
2: Well, I know his OBP was, like, right at 400. 92 games, how many did he not reach base?
1: I didn't do errors. I didn't do hit by pitch, just hits and walks.
2: You're making me think it's not very many. I'd say out of 92, I'm going to guess 15
1: 14. I was going to say
0: 15, too. Cool.
1: Okay. Out of the 92 games, how many times do you think he reached base twice? Oof.
0: 33.
1: Good guess, Trev.
2: I was going to go more than that. I don't know. Uh, I'll say. Go with your gut. I was going to say 40, but that seems like
0: a lot now that I'm
1: thinking. 44.
0: Wow. Wow. Isn't
1: that crazy? When
0: he's there, he's there.
1: Half of the games he reached base twice.
2: I mean, 400 OBP, man, that's the mark of a stud. Yeah, no but what I just think it's crazy
1: you that you have a guy who's hitting the ball like, like you know, clearly a, not. he's not a three-true outcome, so he's not just swinging for big. He's, so sometimes when you have those guys, it's more like an Andy Hart with the Yankees who's not doing the on-base either because he's swinging. So it's so cool that Arise is a free swinger, puts the ball in play every which way, but also has command of the zone. So he is a really fun player to watch.
2: I love the – More walks than strikeouts. That's kind of when you when at least when I was coming up, like if you could get those close at all, you were like, That is what I'm trying to do.
1: That's something players will even look at.
2: Oh yeah. Now it's that's cool. You don't think about it as much, but when you really if you go and you find the best players in the game, the best hitters in the game, there's gonna be some outliers there, but most of them they're gonna be closer to that one to one. Cool. Not at one to one, but closer. You know, you're gonna you're gonna rack up yeah. 80 walks and 110 strikeouts, something like that. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he was 36 walks, 29 strikeouts last year, which is so. cool.
0: He's just a nightmare, man. When you when you see him locked into an at bat, you just get that oh shit feeling. Yeah, like it's all. There's it, you, not
1: many of those guys left.
0: No. Cool. Yeah, uh, I love it. And and, and that, people
2: and people are talking about him a ton in Minnesota. Like every time you mention their lineup, it's like, Yeah, but have you seen a rise?
1: So and Trev, we've cool. got we've gotten a voicemail from almost every team you've played for. A's, mm. Phillies, Twins, and here is a Ray's voicemail.
3: Yeah, hi, is this is Papa John's Pizza. No? All right, anyways. Hey, guys, this is Matt from Nashville. Classic. Um, just want to speak on the fact that I've been walking around the Vanderbilt campus recently and been seeing a lot, a lot of uh, wanted signs for this guy named Jake Storelli Storielli, sorry. Um, uh, just accusing him of posing and, and being a faker. So go um, look out for that guy. Uh, uh, big fan of Tampa Bay Rays. I guess one storyline is uh, how they're going to win the World Series this year. So take a look out for that. Anyways, so excited for the baseball season to be back. Love the show. Keep it up. Later, guys.
1: Uh, a Rays fan in Nashville Is that where he's from How did that happen
0: No team in Nashville Yeah I guess so uh,
1: Alright Ra- we've done the Rays are good talk enough um, I'm starting to bounce off of that Cause someone reminded me That the Yankees just always beat the Rays So I was like oh okay That's cool then
2: If there's one clubhouse I know That doesn't de- They de Which means doesn't give a fuck It's the Rays. So I kind of put all that like, yeah, the Yankees beat them. I put that to rest when you talk about a team like that. I think it does hang over the Twins a little bit, but the Rays don't give a shit.
1: I don't think so either. Well, they can't really care about much, you know. They don't got like – if you play in that stadium, you go there for 81 games, you got to have a don't give a fuck attitude. Otherwise, you can probably find annoyances every which way. They're
2: also very – they're always young too. And the young guys don't care. The young guys don't think of it. The young and dumb. Not calling the Rays dumb, but they have that attitude, that swagger. And that's, I mean, it's one of the reasons that I'm picking them to win the World Series this year.
0: I want to see who they can squeeze juice out of. The the Rays are a super well-run organization, and they've got some dudes they brought in this year that – as a Yankee fan, we're scary. Hunter Renfro, serious power. He's been in San Diego. Do they have something that can kind of help him boost his numbers? He kills lefties, um, and maybe that's all he does. Um, and then they brought in two outfielders that cover ground, Margo and Arazarena, my guy from St. Louis. Go get it. Um, and if they put him with Kiermaier, they might have this weird – Defensive lockdown team, which could be awesome to watch. Um, I'm, I'm seeing who's. They just Sutsugo. need another bat, man. They just Sutsugo. need another It's Jose Martinez or Susugo. Austin Meadows is a stud. They need someone else, man. You need one more bat. Like, there's a lot of pitchers that look at the Rays' rotation in a playoff game that would be like, you know, I'm giving up one and that's it.
2: I mean, I don't know if you know who Brandon Lowe is. He's pretty good. So you always, you always skip over him.
0: He's want good. to let you know
2: that he's pretty he's pretty good. This is what this is what I find interesting.
1: Is Low that good? Jake and I go to our computers to find out if Lowe's actually that good. <laughs> Didn't he have like a three hundred on base percentage? He's he's good. I mean
2: I'm gonna go look at stats right now. Uh, last year.
0: Eight fifty OPS. I mean, it it was good. It was eighty two games. That's pretty good. I need good, a little dude. more. You guys Ooh. the way
2: you guys scoff at an eight for the OPS is
0: It's really nice. It's half a season. Okay.
1: Eighty two games, Trev. In I like
2: them. This is, this, another year, team. Does it. this is another team that I can see going out and making a move. I think Francisco Lindor fits very nicely on their team. They all. I don't know what the prospect their system is like with prospects right now, but they always Good. got them. It seems oh, like yeah, they're they always, always willing him. to deal them, too. Top
0: prospect, Wander Franco. Everyone's Wander, debating if they're going to give him the call. Wander. Yes,
2: yes, yes. So if they go out and make a splash like that, that changes everything. And do not you ever put it seen past a those guys. Neander seen, my guy there? He
1: sorry. knows what he's up. Mm. You ever seen two-way McKay pitch?
2: I never saw him pitch. I saw. I think I was there when he got drafted and came and like hit on the field. He
1: pitched against the Yankees once, and it was weird. He was I like brooding on the mound. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a hardo. He was a little cool bit. He was a hardo. A
0: hardo. <laughs> yeah.
1: <sighs> yeah. I it, we only saw one game, but it was very strange. It was like you need to take so many breaths real quick. Um, it was weird, but he's an exciting guy. So hopefully he's good.
2: If you're Honeywell? looking for a team that's just like young, electric. Hey guys, I'm D-golf. Sam from Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, God damn
1: it! Sorry, it's okay.
2: You can cut me off because I mean I'm just saying the Rays are like a fun team to follow. If someone's like looking for a team like hey like let me follow an AL team that I don't know a lot about, the Rays are going to be a good I, one. I'm going to sound
1: like such a a weenie head here, but like. If you're a casual fan just searching for a new team, you don't want to watch 81 games of baseball at the Trop. (laughs) I mean, we're talking about just this season. This season for sure. But I'm saying, like, if that's my every night, I don't want that. It's going to be tough. Like, get them a nice stadium where people. Get them a nice stadium where fans can actually travel there because they showed up in the playoffs. If they had like a good-looking, aesthetically pleasing ballpark, I think they'd be America's darling.
2: It's yeah. just tough for them because geographically if they put it in Tampa, there's still not a lot of people that are just like born and bred there. It's a lot of implants who have their teams like the Cubs, like the Yankees, like the Red Sox. You know, that's just kind of what we have down in Florida. The Lightning
0: kind of kill it though. It, I mean, there's so many moving parts and you can't just build a stadium. They've also but won like, haven't they won like two Stanley Cubs in the last five years? Yeah. Something? Your Rays are going to win it all this year, right?
2: I agree. It could help. But if – like Yeah, if you're looking for a new team to latch onto forever, the Rays is not the organization you want to do that because they're going to be moving parts. You're not going to know any of the players. They're not going to be there for that long. They're kind of like the A's in that yeah. sense. I think they're the better A's, the better version of the A's. That's how how I kind of think about them in my Ooh,
1: mind. Shots fired to Chapman.
2: Oh, Chap, he's my guy. But I'm talking <laughs> about as an organization. Yeah. No, the you're way right. they run things. The A's are pretty good at what they do. I think the, a, the Rays
0: are better at it. Guys, how about a little uh, sneaky rookie of the year, Susugo? Sususugo! Just saying. Just saying. Alright, here's next next voicemail.
3: Hey guys, I'm Sam from Madison, Wisconsin, and as a Brewers fan, I wanted to bring up a pretty underrated part of the roster, in my opinion, which is the pitching staff, and specifically the starters. Uh, Woodruff and Hauser both had good years last year, and... I think with Lauer, Lindblom, Anderson, all could be solid. And Suter and Peralta can play as well if they didn't in uh, come in as starters, play as well from the bullpen last year. Uh, starters could be pretty solid this year. Thank you.
0: Jake, what do you got in the Brewers starters? <laughs> <laughs> code for Jimmy doesn't have nice words to say. I'll say this. I, I've got a way to code this. I think Woodruff's pretty talented. Like, we've seen him in the playoffs a couple years now. He can pump it. Um, I like him. Uh, the other guys, you come into a – and this is kind of what the Brewers do. You come into a series, and you're like, okay, Hauser, Anderson, Lindblom. Like, let's, let's get this bread. And then you walk away, and the Brewers took two out of three, and you say, how did that happen? The bullpen and, and the and Bre- Brett Anderson And Brett Anderson went six innings with two strikeouts. And they had a lead, and they gave it to the bullpen. And, you know, they've they've got four or five guys I like in the bullpen. Maybe even more, like a guy like Alex Claudio. He's buried, and that's a dude who's pitched pretty well before. So the starting pitching doesn't scare you, but at the same time, it's, it's not terrible. Like, you can't circle any of those guys and be like, game on. Like, Lauer's the five, and he was good in San Diego. Or he was solid. Like, all of these guys are just... Okay. Like you'd feel bad with them in a playoff spot, but going into like a four game set, you know, the Brewers are going to brew her, man. Hey, you're more, I think you're more scared of everything else
1: they do than their starting pitching. I don't think you circle a win nor a loss just by name recognition.
2: I love that you referenced Claudio. I, I, I got to play with him in spring training with the Rangers. and He throws some sort of Ephes. Change up yeah. submarine style from the left <laughs> he side. He was closing for a
0: little bit. Yeah,
2: it's pretty fun. Uh, but I agree with you guys. You know, they're not gonna, they're not gonna win this year by their starting pitching. Uh, it, if it's good, that's gonna make them a really good team. But they're gonna win because they bang, and they have a good bullpen. And I think the most important thing that we've seen with the Brewers is how Council's been able to manage the pitching staff. He can, pull, he can pull the strings the right way. Like, he's done that, which is, you know, it kind of gets annoying watching them play because he is making those changes all the damn time. But um, people are okay with it when
1: you win. Why'd you just say, fuck? I kind of like the Brewers. Brewers are a good team. They're going to be in it. They're going to be in the division. I just don't think, like, you look at the starting rotation
0: and say, oh, no. that's
1: scary. No. no.
0: It's crazy that haters like this. Well, Yelich and then Hater is like the scariest dude on that team. Yeah. You're We're not scared DH, of Bobby Walsh out. That lineup like can be really deep. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions like is Garnavias braun Kesten what smoke gonna give you good Justin Smoke or Matt Justin Smoke? Matt Justin I mean how many times have we seen good Justin Smoke can, once can Narvaez repeat I mean great what he did? Justin Smoke can Narvaez do what he did last year Sogard, the advanced numbers hate him but he's a veteran Arias is the big piece they trade for and hey maybe he's good but I don't know.
2: Speaking of Keston, and this is kind of off-subject here, you know, I, where I grew up, it's called the Santa Clarita Valley. Um, Trevor Bowers from there. Smoke's
1: been good. I apologize for that comment.
2: Thank you. Big Game James is from there. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of ball players come out. And then recently I'm just learning about these new guys. Keston, a Valencia guy, Santa Clarita Valley. Tyler Glass now went to the same high school as Trevor. I didn't know these things, and I should. it's like my hometown. I should know this stuff. Uh, But I I became a much bigger Keston fan, one, because I learned that, and two, because Phil Hughes believes his cards. He prospects Keston's cards. He collects a lot of them because he thinks they're going to be worth a lot. So kind of gives him a bump in my book, to be honest with you. Wow.
1: The Phil Hughes bump. Didn't he DH in college? Didn't we look that up last year? Keston here, we were like, where did he play in college? During the TPPs. Just during during the TPPs, we were trying to find out what position he played in college, and it was like he didn't. Just Just rake, baby. (laughs) Just rake. Um,
2: Just rake.
1: Yeah, they they think uh, a lot of Kessid, which they should. He was great last year, and all his um, all of his all of his baseball savant numbers, Jake, are like the way you want him, kind of. Like he's just his WOBA's good, his barrel percentage is good. Hard hit He's a rain rate eater, good. UC
2: Irvine guy, gotta love that.
1: It's good. It's good. Uh, was that it. the last voicemail? One more voicemail. Here we go.
3: Hey, how you doing, guys? Big fan. Um, so I was calling the one and wondering if some a big player like Moogie Betts hits two ten in these sixty games with three home runs. Do you think that's gonna affect his contract negotiations in the offseason? season? Go Reds.
1: I don't think it's going to affect his contract more than covid and the shutdown affected it. Yeah, which I think affected it a lot. We've talked about that if we've had a full discussion on on that, but yeah. Are are you I mean I don't know. He rakes gets injured, he's going to get a ton of money. I don't think he's – I mean, I was going to say, like, if he gets injured, that's, that's probably better than doing having a bad 60 games for him. <laughs> but I don't think they're going to put too much stock into the 60 games. He's got a body of work that's very impressive. Yes.
2: That's what I was going to say. Like, he's put together enough that 60 games isn't going to hurt his free agency. Um, but his free agency is 100% screwed because of COVID. Yeah. That's going to be one of the most interesting things to see. We've talked about like what we think he's going to get, like but we obviously have no clue. No clue.
0: And there's there's other ways to measure things now like I was looking at Mookie's two worst months last year. It would be like May and June and he would have ended up with like a OPS a little under 800, which, you know, obviously ain't Mookie Betts numbers, but like his BABIP was really low and stuff. So I mean, I I think Mookie's Mookie.
1: Want to know a funny tidbit about, funny, uh, interesting tidbit about Mookie and his new teammate, Chris Taylor? Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor was a slap hitter. And I was reading that book, Swing Kings by Jared Diamond. And Chris Taylor, like, you know, saw Justin Turner and he said he saw Mookie Betts hitting home runs. And he was like, that dude is skinny like me and shorter than me. How come he has power and I don't? So he. Revolutionized his swing and did the whole thing where he changed it more still bat path, um, more, more in the zone early, dropping it back before you go to get that whippy motion, and then he started putting up twenty bombs uh, a season. And now I'm looking at his teammate.
2: I went to um, his who is now is the hitting coach of the Dodgers, Rob Van I went yeah. and hit with them for a, an off season, and Chris was one of his guys. And yeah, that's what we, it is yeah we kind of talked about him, and yeah, he totally changed everything. He kind of figured out how to use what they is the kinetic chain and really use your body uh, a lot of times you're gonna use one part of your body, whether it's your lower half, your upper half, but really getting it in sync can help guys a lot. He does a pretty cool thing if you watch him hit sometimes in the games, even. All the time in batting practice, but sometimes in the game, he'll do a thing where he steps back with his right foot. So his back foot will step back. And that kind of is a feeling for him that gets him loaded up into his hip, kind of makes him ground his heels in and really get his weight back up in and coiled. So it's just interesting to see because you don't see it too often. He'll take that step back and then get ready to swing. It's kind of cool, but definitely one of the guys that it helped out a ton going and seeing Rob.
1: And that book's so so interesting because it says, like, if you ask A-Rod to explain his swing, he'll just tell you a straight lie because he doesn't know what he's actually doing. Uh, A-Rod will tell you that he goes straight from here, knob of the bat to the ball, which is how I was taught to swing as a kid, just to go here and then meet it at the tee. And the whole swing revolution is, like, you actually should start here. Uh, I don't know if you can see me, Trevor. You start here. And your first move should be back. Oh, well, most guys do go back. Yeah. They yeah just don't but, know.
0: but they don't know that they do
1: it. And back until in the that, day
0: back in the day, they were scared to give young kids a hitch. Like yeah. that was the whole thing. You're gonna get a hitch in your swing. But all now, the best
1: hitters do it. Like you can
0: see him and Justin them.
1: Turner has the same thing. It's back. Pretty when much
0: everybody
2: does that. It's yeah. just knowing yourself and understanding what you're doing. Yeah.
1: Well, besides um, it changed with the um, AstroTurf error Like Wade Boggs Pete Rose uh, George Brett Because they had The AstroTurf They were swinging For ground balls Because you could get Extra base hits On ground balls And uh, that And that Charlie Lau The whole book Is really interesting If you want to go read it But it's very interesting To see the the swing But yeah Ted Williams wrote about that And everyone just kind of Was like Ah that's not what You actually do Ted <laughs> It's like what? Yeah
2: it's, it's yeah. You you hear that a lot. We've talked about it, kind of like the old school guys and them not wanting to give any credence to what's going on now and hitting. They just they laugh at it and say that's not what we did. And God, I hate hitting Twitter so much. I hate it so much. And I get a lot of it with with the sequence videos. A lot of guys commenting. Um, but the there are some guys that take the so-called swing revolution too far. Um, but the guys that were really in it—the Rob Van the Craig Wallenbrocks—those guys, they know what the fuck they're talking about. These guys have been holed up in a cage, looking at video, day after day after day after day, after day for years. I mean, Craig Wallenbrock, who's kind of the, the godfather Oracle. of
1: all this—the Oracle—is what they said his nickname was.
2: He's been doing it forever. I mean, I went to I went to a hitting lesson with him when I was like 11 years old, and he's been teaching the same thing. People used to kind of laugh at him back then probably should have kept going to him would have been nice um, but definitely interesting like you said if if people want a, something interesting to read there yeah it's fun
1: it's all about like those coaches now where they are and Aaron judges teacher man 98 or whatever he's the one that gets in everyone everyone gets in he, fights with him
2: god he's horrible
1: but uh, so everyone trev says that he is like gentle and kind and a softie when you meet him in person. But on the internet, because he had new ideas and everyone just told him how dumb he was, that he just flipped into a troll. And like if you told him he was dumb, he just was like ruthless. He's been kicked off like every message board. But Aaron Judge flies him to New York whenever he feels like his swing is wrong. And they go to a batting cage uh, in Manhattan that's not affiliated with the Yankees because he's not allowed on Yankees stuff at midnight after games, and we'll just go in there and hit, and Judge pays for him to fly out on a flight like that. And, uh, you know, he's like a a crazy dude on on Twitter.
2: I've seen a lot of his stuff, and I tell people this all the time. Those guys are good for professional hitters. But teaching a lot of the stuff that they teach to younger people is not, I'm not okay with because I, I think they're not ready for those moves. Their bodies aren't developed. They don't have that they don't have enough swings under their belt so you have to be able to establish a few key things essentially like your contact skill should be really good and then like your hand eye and all that needs to like be built up and then we can talk about these advanced moves that they're doing but these guys they're making a killing man because a lot of people yeah they have a few names like he has judge i know that um i think Scotty Kingery, Kingery also and went hap, with him,
1: but hap didn't like
2: it it's not for everybody, and that's, yeah. you know, people have to realize that. But, yeah, these guys are on Twitter. My goodness, he's crazy. Yeah. It, 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 if you want to see a feud, a, a hitting Twitter feud, it's him, and you said it's, it's teacher man something.
1: Yeah, something like that. And Tory, and Hunter, right? And there's some
2: – well, Tory just was in and out, but there's this one guy that's constantly – they go back and forth, and I don't know who the hell this guy is. His last name is Fry, F-R-Y-E. And this guy's like an idiot on the other side. Like he's like so old school, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, it's okay if you just want to like collaborate, meet in the middle a little bit. But these guys are not about that life.
1: Jeff Fry.
2: All, All they do is, I don't know. All they do is fight and it just gets in my timeline every once in a while. And it's like, geez, man.
1: Sounds fun. What a feud. Yeah. Teacher man's crazy.
2: Dude, Here's the thing you don't have to be a big league hitter to be a good hitting coach, and no, people none are, of these guys so are. So mad about that,
1: dude. Teacher man, I forget his real name, but uh, how he learned how to teach the swing was for three years he just tried to mimic Barry Bonds' swing in his basement. He just just swung every day in his basement, watching Barry Bonds and then watching his. So like he has Barry Bonds' swing. Sixty year old fat guy. With no, Barry don't,
2: do not say that. Do not say that he has Barry Bonds
1: Well, whatever. He has the mechanics of Barry He tries he to emulate can, it, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah.
2: It's, I think he does himself a disservice by him swinging all the time because it he, doesn't look very good.
1: No, but Trev, his recruiting process, and then we'll end the show, is that he sets everyone up, puts a ball on a tee, like he put Judge there, and they all got into, like, a ready position, and then he had someone blow a whistle, and he was like, I guarantee you I can beat you to the ball. And then they blow the whistle, and he beats he beat every MLB player to the ball. Would that work on you? Would you be like, how do you it's do a that? T
2: who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> who gives a shit if you can get to the your barrel to the ball faster off a fucking tee?
1: Yeah, I have fine. a
2: problem with a lot of these guys because I've, we've talked about this before. The controlled environment thing is stupid. There's a lot of things you can do in a controlled environment that you can't do in the box. So I'm not saying these guys don't know anything. They do. They've poured their heart and soul into hitting. They understand the the um, mechanics, uh, that's, that's just one
1: part of yeah. hitting. Well, go watch Sequence to find out how players really think. It's true. Boom. All right, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to everyone who called in. We appreciate it. We will see you later. Have a great weekend. punch.